Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast Mindset Coach, bringing you the very best wrestling-specific mindset information anywhere in the world, wrestling mindset. Yes, we're excited, ready to kick off this new year on Facebook Live. We had um, our Mindset Monday last week, and now really excited to be back to you, Facebook Live, wrestling mindset. Um, We're really excited. Next week, we're actually going out to the Olympic Training Center. We're going to be working with the Olympic Greco-Roman team and the women's Olympic team. We're getting ready to help them for this 2020 cycle, planning these next four years for the Olympics, and they know who to go to, wrestling mindset. Um, we are the very best at what we do because this is our life. It's our passion. It's, um, it's our hobby. It's our goal. It's everything. This is, this is what we do. We live this stuff. We believe in it. This is who we are, wrestling mindset. So, and that's exactly why we're where we're at, working with some of the top teams in the country and working with these Olympic teams. I mean, there's, there's very few people that actually are, um, get to go out to the Olympic Training Center that they'll even have actually out there to um, put um, thoughts into their head and wrestling mindset. Real proud to be going out there. So we're excited about that opportunity. It's really going to be a great thing. Okay, so Mindset Monday. We have a great topic of the night. Also, before we jump into that, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all forms of social media. We're constantly pumping out great information with wrestling mindset. Big thing we are talking about now, now that the season is, um, we're really kicking in gear. We're, we're well underway. We want to make sure we get these one-on-one phone sessions in before the end of the season. Make sure you take a look at our 10-day confidence crash course. It's been a real big hit for us around this time the past couple of years. The 10-day confidence crash course is on our website, www.wrestlingmindset.com. Now time for the content. <clears throat> really great lesson that we have. Changing the way we, changing the words we use. So change your words to change your life. And this really goes wrestling, school, your entire life. When you change the words you use, it has a string of effects that affects your outcome. So in other words, you look at the words you use, change your thoughts. 
Your thoughts change your behaviors. Your behaviors change your habits, and your habits change your destiny. So your words are linked with your destiny. Your words impact your thoughts. Your thoughts impact your behaviors. Your behaviors impact your habits, and your habits impact your destiny. Okay, so the way we speak to ourselves is very, very important. We all talk to ourselves, uh, whether we realize it or not. Maybe some of us do it out loud. Some of us do it quietly. We all talk to ourselves. So it's very important that when we do speak to ourselves, we use productive language. We use effective language. We use um, things that are going to help us, not hurt us. I don't care if you're a wrestler, if you never wrestled before, whatever it is, this lesson can help you. This can literally change your life. We've done this with many wrestlers, you know, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of wrestlers, and we've seen unbelievable effects with it. Changing the words will change our destiny in that long chain that we just showed. Okay, so simple word changes. So what I want you to be aware of is if you have a piece of paper and a pen, write these things down. Write them down, especially the ones that you know that you want to work on the most. So there's, we're all going to, have different, we're going to have different words that we tend to use more than others. We want to be aware of the ones that, that we struggle with. Okay, so the first one. <clears throat> the first one we have is should, have to, need to, must, ought to. We want to change those words. Instead of should, have to, need to, ought to, must. Substituting it for words like I want to, I'm going to. I choose to, and that's real important. I remember when I was in college and I was working with a mindset coach, I was talking about a match that I lost, and I said, I should have done this, and I should have done that, and, and then this kid did that, that to me, and I should have did this, and he listened quietly, and then he said, do you realize you used the word should about 10 times in the last 30 seconds? I didn't realize that it. it wasn't even, you know, it was, it was an unconscious thing. So he said, he told me this exact thing that we're saying right now. Instead of using the words should, must, have to, need to, ought to, use words like I want to, I choose to, I'm going to. Do you hear the difference in that language? It sounds different. You're not giving yourself like a command, like it's handed down from on high. It doesn't sound like one of the commandments. Thou shalt not kill, right? We say should, have to, need to, ought to. It sounds like it's a commandment. Outside of our faith in morals, um, it's a different story. There's, there's not should and have-tos and musts and need-tos. You know, you don't need to do anything. You don't need, I mean, well, you need to die. You need to pay taxes. Maybe not. You can go to, you can go to Canada, I guess, if you want. You know, you go to jail, <laughs> right? So there's very few things we, we need to do or have to do. So making sure our, our language is logical and rational. It's what we want to do, what we're going to do. Next, and I keep looking over to the side because I have my wrestling mindset workbook right here. As you see, it's very well very well organized, very well thought out. This is where we keep all the worksheets. Every one of our wrestlers, they get all these worksheets, all 52 of them, and this is what we take them through. So I'm pulling actually straight from the workbook right here. Second change in the words. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, or I'll try. You know, there's, yeah, there it is. There is no try. Just do it. <laughs> very, Kent, very on the ball right there. <laughs> yes. Taking out the words try, and instead of saying I will, I'm going to. Right? What did, what did Yoda say? Do or do not. There is no try. And try is often a cop-out when you think about it. We say, I'll try. Like, you know, I'm going to do 30 pull-ups. Well, I'll try to do 30 pull-ups. Obviously, you're going to try. So it's, it's just soft language. We want to stay away from soft language. Just say you're going to do it. That, that implies that you're going to try. If you fall short, there's no shame. But you're going to do it. Not we're going to try. Okay, next one. When we say the words lucky, 
or luckily, or fortunate, or fortunately. Instead of that, saying, you know, I wasn't lucky, I wasn't fortunate, say I was blessed, or say I'm thankful this happened. And I like that because what happens is when we say we're lucky or we're fortunate, we just kind of, we, we kind of just throw it to the side, and we're not as appreciative of it. But when we remind ourselves, no, I'm blessed, I'm thankful, it changes the way, it changes our level of appreciation, it changes our level of gratitude, it makes us happier, and it makes us also realize that's just a much more realistic uh, way of looking at things. We're thankful. We're blessed. It's not, it's not just a crapshoot out there. Okay, next, when we say, I already know something, right? So if someone says to us, um, you know, it's important to lift weights, and we say, well, I already know that. Okay, of course we already know that. How well am I applying this? So changing the words, I already know this, to how well am I applying this? And I heard this from a business book years ago. I think it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's great because when we say to ourselves, I already know this, it shuts our mind down. But when I ask myself, how well am I applying this? Usually the answer is very different, right? We all know it's important to eat healthy. I'm not, I'm not telling anyone anything new there when I say mm-hmm. it's important to eat healthy, right? How well am I applying this? We know it's important to get eight hours of sleep, okay? I know this already. Well, how well am I applying this? And usually it's a totally different ballgame. And it keeps your mind from shutting down. You, you, you expand your mind. Okay, you don't take yourself off the hook. Next, changing the word worry. I wouldn't use the word worry or worried in my vocabulary. And I, I, take, I take a very um, biblical perspective on this. We're told not to be, we're, we're taught in St. Paul, the Philippians, do not be anxious about anything. So we're not supposed to worry about things. It's what are we focusing on? So change, change the word worry to focus. You swap that word out, it does the same exact thing. What am I focused on? When we say, well, I'm not, at this point in the season, I'm not worried about um, conditioning. I'm worried about technique. Why not just say focus? I'm not focused on conditioning. I'm focused on technique. Now, I'm not saying that's what you should be focused on right now. I'm just um, using it as an example, right? What are we focused on? Factor out the word worry. No reason for it adds extra pressure to yourself. When you change that word, you're going to feel less pressure. You're going to feel a couple notches of pressure come right off your shoulders simply by changing the word. We're not worried. We're focused. Next, rarely will you hear me use the words always, never, everyone, or no one. Extreme language. And the reason why I don't like that is because it's illogical. It's irrational. Rarely can it be supported by the facts. Rarely. When you say always, never, everyone, no one, it's, it's usually not logical. I would, I would rather use the words usually, rarely, sometimes, often, and, and, and here's how it happens in a match. We, we do this almost automatically after a match. Let's say we lose. I always get taken down with the double leg. Do you always get taken down with the double? Probably not always. So why say it, right? Everyone does this right except me. Does everyone really do it right except you? No, right? But we tell ourselves this, and and we actually believe our own BS. When we say that to ourselves and we're in an emotionally down moment, we believe that. So it's better not to use extreme language like that. And also prevents fights. It prevents arguments. Um, How many arguments have you seen with um, relationships or um, friendships where someone says, you know, you always do this. And they're like, and then someone else goes, I don't always do this. I did it right this one time. 
and then and then you're you're arguing over the frequency. That's not really even the argument. The argument is really about you know someone's upset that someone did something wrong, and, and now we're fighting over. Does it always happen? Does it does it sometimes you know does it always happen? Does it never happen? Let's let's leave out those extreme words. Let's say usually, frequently. You'll get into less arguments in your life. You'll be a happier person for it. You can stop an argument before it starts just by using that. And again, also, it can keep you out of these really low moods. If you, if you see people with, when not just seeing people with anxiety or depression, when we get into these areas of increased anxiety or these lower moods of going closer to depression, check yourself there. You're probably using extreme language saying, I always mess this up. I never get this right. So let's start using more rational language. Usually, often, frequently, most people, few people, not everyone, no one. Okay, next. This topic is called awfulizing. So when we say something is awful, terrible, horrible, or when we say something stinks, or when we say something sucks, when we awfulize the situation, as I'm calling it awfulizing, we're, we're damning it. We're saying it's 100% bad. It's a cop-out. It's a mentally lazy thing to do to say something is 100% bad. That cannot be supported by the facts. So, in fact, what we tell our wrestlers to do, whenever, whenever we catch ourselves uh, complaining about something, we say, okay, now name three positives about the situation. And usually you can name three positives pretty easily if you just open your mind to it. But when we say something is awful, terrible, horrible, stinks, or sucks, we're damning the situation. We're awfulizing. Irrational, illogical, not supported by the facts. It could be inconvenient. It could be frustrating. It could be, um, it could be inconvenient. It could be frustrating. It could be undesirable. It could, you know, it could, it could you know, any of those things. <laughs> Basically use any of those uh, substitutes for awful, terrible, horrible, horrible, stinks, sucks. Right? What do I have down here? Inconvenient, frustrating, undesirable, aggravating, annoying. So any of those would help. Next, perfect. Taking a look at the word perfect or perfection. And again, outside of faith and morals, we're not talking about perfection. It's about mastery. You look at the best athletes, they're not perfect. They're masters. And this is an important topic to me. My master's degree thesis was on perfectionism and anxiety in wrestlers. We did a study. We gave wrestlers, 120 wrestlers, um, two questionnaires before they, before they wrestled, an hour before they wrestled. We gave them an anxiety inventory, how nervous they were, and we gave them a perfectionist, uh, perfectionism inventory. Everything had to be just right. And we found that wrestlers, that everything had to be just right, the ones who were very perfectionistic, they were more nervous, and they did worse. Okay, so greater perfectionism leads to greater anxiety, usually leads to worse performance. I know I'm speaking in generalities here, but most, most of the time, that's what's going on there. So I'd rather take out the word perfect and substitute it for master and mastery. You know, it's practice makes perfect. No, practice makes mastery. Perfect practice makes perfect. No, uh, masterful practice or intense practice, concentrated at practice, makes for mastery, right? The words we use are so important. When we aim for that perfection and then we miss the mark, it tends to make us upset. So why not set ourselves up looking at the world much more rationally and logically from the get-go? Instead, unless, again, instead, unless we're talking about faith and morals, perfectionism is not something um, 
that we that we should really be talking about. It's it's mastery. Kale Sanderson, Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Jake Varner, they're not perfect wrestlers. They're masterful wrestlers. Right? So that's what we're aiming for. Mastery. <clears throat> Next, when we use negative commands, when we say, don't, you know, someone's in on our leg, when we say, don't get taken down. Now, here's the thing with our, our unconscious mind, we don't think in terms of subjects. We think, or we don't think in terms of the negation. We think in terms of subjects. In other words, when I say to myself, don't get taken down, my subconscious hears, get taken down. That's the subject. I don't think in terms of the negation. When I say don't, don't is a negation. I think in terms of the subject first. So um, I, I remember the safety patrol when kids would be outside, um, you know, in front of the elementary school. They would tell you, they would tell you walk. They didn't say don't run because in your mind you hear run, don't. Here's an example. Don't think of a big pink elephant, right? What do you do? You think big pink elephant, and then you say, wait, I'm not supposed to do that. Our mind thinks in terms of subjects first. And this happens in golf. If you ever golf, you know that, that this is um, definitely a thing. If you tell yourself, don't hit the ball in the water, what is your subconscious here? Hit the ball in the water, right? You're better off telling yourself, hit the ball straight. If someone's in on your leg, you're better off saying, fight the position. If, if, you're, tell, if you're in the safety patrol, you're better off telling the people to walk, not don't run. So if you can, look to, look to speak in terms of what you want, not what you don't want. And again, I know it's a difficult thing to do. Don't drive yourself crazy with this one. But more often than not, speak with what you want, not what you don't want. Because again, your, your unconscious mind hears the subject first and, and then the negation second. So speak in terms of what you want. Next, why questions. So our brain is the most powerful computer in the world. Your brain will answer just about any question you ask it, or it'll try to. <laughs> there we are, try. <laughs> our, brain's gonna, our brain is probably going to answer any question that we ask it. Okay? So if we ask ourselves, you know, why do I keep getting taken down? It's like, well, because, because you're, I'm, not, I'm not good on my feet, because my defense stinks, because I haven't worked hard enough. We're going to keep coming up with all these reasons. You're going to flood your brain with, with, with bad reasons. I would rather you ask yourself how questions. So how do I get better on defense? How do I improve my defense? How do I fight off the shot? Staying away from why questions. Why questions tend to be past-oriented. How questions tend to be present and future-oriented. So it's not, it, 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 we're not thinking about um, neg negativity. We're not thinking about the past. We're thinking proactively and about the future. Change your why questions to how questions. You know, if you ask yourself, why am I such a schmuck? You mess up, you do bad on a test. Why am I such a schmuck, right? Your, your brain's going to come up with an answer for that. It's going to say, well, because you're short, you're ugly, you need to lose weight, on and on and on, right? So ask yourself how questions. How do I improve? How do I get better? Real important. So change the why questions to how questions. And I'm a firm believer, you, you want to spend about 80 to 90% of your time on the solution and 10% 10, 10 of your time on the problem. I'm not saying don't focus on the problem. Sometimes that helps too. But focus 90% of your time on the solution, 10% of your time on the problem. And, and that means asking how questions instead of why questions. Okay? Next, the word reacting. I'd rather change the word reacting to responding. And here's why. 
I know it's we're kind of counting change here. I know this is all this is a very hair splitting exercise, but you know when you're when you look at an, if you want an architect building your house or build you know making your building, you want your architect to be precise, right? When you when you have an accountant, you want your accountant to be precise with the numbers. When you come to us as your mindset coaches, we're going to be precise to the point of hair splitting because we want the very best for you. We want you to bring out your best as often as you possibly can. So we are going to. We are going to separate these little things. We are going to split hairs. So taking out the word reacting and changing it to responding. Why? Okay, let's say, let's say your doctor gives you a medication and the doctor says you're reacting to the medicine. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Usually bad. Now, if, if the same thing happened and you, your doctor said you're responding to, to the medication, that's usually a good thing, right? Responding tends to be more positive. Reacting tends to be more negative. So I like that just because it's a more, it's, it's a more positive way of looking at life. We're responding. We're not reacting to life. Reaction is more like defensive. Uh, responding to me is, is more offensive. Okay? The next one, problems. Let's take out the word problem and substitute it for challenge. And I heard Tony Robbins do this a lot. In fact, if you listen to any of his, uh, any of his speeches, he does a great job with this. I, I don't remember him saying problems. He said a few years ago, you know, I had this challenge or I had that challenge. He doesn't use the word problems. So I thought that was great. And it does the same exact thing. It's still the same thing. Instead of calling it a problem, it's a challenge. And we like to react to challenges. No, no, no. We like to respond to challenges. So why not? Why not switch out? problem to challenge. Okay, next, when we tell ourselves, I don't have enough time, that's usually a cop-out. It usually shuts our mind down. It's lazy thinking. So instead of saying, I don't have enough time, you could change it to two things. I will make the time or it wasn't important enough to me because we make the time for the things that are important to us. And we're guilty of this from time to time. It happens where, we, where, where we, we don't make it important enough to us, where we slack off, where we do something instead. And you don't have to necessarily say this in front of other people. Just be honest with yourself in your own head that when you tell yourself, I don't have enough time, really it's, it wasn't important enough to you. Right? So instead, I'd rather you switch that to, instead of saying, I don't have enough time, I will make the time for this because we make the time for our, our goals and the things that are important to us. And finally, instead of the, using the words, you know, can or could, use will or would because things, you, are, you can do things, right? I remember in, um, in high school, this was the thing. We had, t we had teachers, we would say, can I go to the bathroom or could I go to the bathroom? And, and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let you. They would say, you know, may I, may I go to the bathroom? You know, would you let me go to the bathroom, right? So it's, it's a basic thing, but this is another one of those things in, in relationships and in friendships. When we say, can I, do, you know, can I do this? Or could I do this? And the person's like, I don't know. Can you? It's just annoying. So just say will or would right off the bat and prevent the problem. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And, and that's why I think a lot, of these, a lot of these changes that we have, these word changes we have, it could really go a long way. Happiness in our relationships, our friendships, we're more, we're more logical, we're more rational in our thinking. It, it makes the highs higher and it makes the lows not as low. So think about these word changes that we made and really think about them. And I would work on the two or three that you feel you could benefit from the most. Because when you work on all of them, an extreme word right there, when we work on all of them, 
what happens? We become overwhelmed. Pick out two or three that you want to work on, write it down, and it helps also to get someone else involved. Like uh, uh, my brother Jeff and I, we, we correct one another with this because you know, we'll drop the ball on it sometimes too. But when, when we have each other, we bounce this back and forth off each other, it's, it's a little bit easier. We hold one another accountable and we find that our word choice changes. Now again, like anything else, as we just said before, we're not looking at perfection. We're not looking at perfection, we're looking at mastery. So don't get down on yourself if you don't get this right all the time, all the time, right? Focus on, on getting it right most of the time. And even if you're not saying it out loud, when you catch yourself mentally using extreme words like this, or unproductive words, less effective words, when you catch yourself doing that, you could correct yourself in your mind, and you're going to find your thinking becomes a lot clearer. You're going to find you're getting into less arguments with people, and you're going to find more success. It's going to happen. We see this over and over with people. Again, it's, it's a simple chain. We change our words. Our words are going to change our thoughts. Our thoughts are going to change our behaviors. Our behaviors are going to change our habits, and our habits are going to change, are going to change our destiny. That's how it works. So it starts with the words. We're starting with the most fundamental unit. Starting with the most fundamental unit, our words. That's the building block of our thoughts. So speak to yourself the right way in your mind and also what comes out of your mouth. And sometimes, and I heard this with prayer before, that sometimes your, your mouth teaches your heart. Well, it's, it's a very similar thing here. Sometimes when you change these words you use, your mouth changes your, changes your brain. It changes your mindset. So that's why we're doing it. And that's why we have this listed as relaxing under pressure week one. So in our mindset worksheet, our whole curriculum, uh, relaxing under pressure week one is changing the words that we use. Now there's five other lessons on relaxing under pressure. So make sure, again, you take a look at our Wrestling Mindset website, wrestlingmindset.com. Look at our 10-day confidence crash course. You're going to get all these worksheets. So it's not just one of these that you're doing. You're able to do all of them. This is the very best information that we have, okay, the be very best wrestling-specific information anywhere out there. And that's why we're going out again next week. We're going to be working with the Olympic team. We're going to be giving them these same kind of worksheets, the exact same curriculum that we take our wrestlers through. That's what the Olympic team is going to get. We don't change for anyone. We don't say it's a middle school kid so they don't get the same kind of curriculum. Everyone gets the same curriculum. We might explain it differently, but that's how it goes. Everyone gets the very best stuff. So we're real excited to help everyone. It's been great this season. Our mindset coaches have been doing an excellent job. We have over 20 mindset coaches around the country, all former college wrestlers, doing great work with our wrestlers and with our teams. We have a lot of teams that are on board with the Wrestling Mindset Program, and many people, many people jumping on board uh, around this time, and it's going to be greater and greater as the season goes on. That's just how it is. So, again, make sure you check out our website, www.wrestlingmindset.com. That was the first of the six worksheets we have on relaxing under pressure. So make sure you don't miss that opportunity. Jump at it. Make sure you do that 10-day confidence crash course. If there's any questions, where are we at with time? I'll take, I'll open up the lines for two questions. Two questions. And then at 9.30, we'll call tonight. So if you're on the conference call, please press star one. <clears throat> conference call, please press star one. And if you're on our uh, Facebook Live, you can just write it down there. Anything on this topic or anything else I can help you with? Yes. Yeah, I've got a question. question. Yeah. Yes. Um, kind of off topic, but just for matches in general, just um, 
I had this in the past too, struggling a lot with um, getting like super nervous for matches that really aren't important. Like just, just overwhelming nervous and putting like a lot of pressure on myself for my, like to perform um, and like not letting down my teammates and coaches. Um, like getting nervous to the point where I just feel like lethargic and weak and un- unable to fully wrestle to my full potential. Okay, so, all right, so it's getting overwhelmed with nerves because we're thinking about possibly letting other people down, that being a big match, those kind of things. So yeah. How to keep ourselves calm, and also that's also the same question we have on our on our Facebook page too. How can we uh, go through a big match and calm ourselves down? So. Well, there's, that's, that's a big question, and that's exactly why we have those, um, we have, you know, six worksheets on relaxing under pressure and, you know, five, six worksheets on being in the present moment and five or six worksheets on clarity and five, or, five to seven worksheets on, on confidence. So best thing I could say is, again, look at that 10-day confidence crash course because it, it's a big question you're asking. Um, there, there was a lot of things that you said there. Let me give a couple tips here for you. Uh, number one, and this is for you and for also our um, our Facebook Live question. Number one, we don't want to look at them as big matches. Okay, it's just live wrestling. It's just live wrestling. It's just another day in the office. That's why anytime you go live and practice, any match you have, you got to treat it the same, which means practices, you have to be going very hard when you're going live. Have to. See, I just, I just said one of the have to. Practice, you're going to want to be going live. You're going to be, want to be going hard when you do live, so you keep that consistent attitude. In all, in, all of your, in all of your matches, or as many of them as you possibly can, we'll say. So don't look at them as big or small matches. It's just another match. Live wrestling is live wrestling. That's one of the things. Next, we don't want to focus too much on what other people are thinking about us. Family, friends, coaches, teammates, rankings, records, seedings, or predictions. That's all, like we say, prey mindset. Prey, where prey animals are focusing their eyes are on the side of their head, so they're focused on everything going on around them. And then predator animals, their eyes are on the front of their head. They're focused on things that are within their control. They're focused on their objective. They're focused on their effort, their attitude, their aggressiveness. So that's what you want to focus on, not the winning or the losing, and not what anyone else thinks about you. Again, I know these are, these are short, very short answers to uh, bigger questions here, but that, that, should, get you, that should get you rolling in, in the right direction. And um, also during the match, to follow up this question that we have on Facebook Live, that'll also go with yours, and that's um, during a match to calm ourselves down. I strongly recommend as a way to relax, and I did this with our with our, our college team we took today, and we said that you know in between anytime there's a break in the match, um, you go out of bounds, potentially dangerous, stalemate, in between periods, stall call, um, and there's a break in the action. Take a deep breath. Because a lot of guys tend to hold their breath during matches and during scrambles, and they don't even realize they're doing it. They hold their breath, and, and then what happens is they're, they're tired, right? Like you said, that sometimes when we're thinking about wrestling the whole day, when we're, when we're thinking about wrestling, we're, we're stressing out a lot of the time. So, you know, we want to make sure that we, we do things to counteract that stress. And deep breathing, as we talk about with our pre-match routine, that's self-knowledge week um, five, I believe, our, our pre-match routine for our wrestlers who are on the program. Uh, but also during the match, making sure we take a deep breath. And for our wrestlers that are on our mindset program, that would be under self-knowledge week um, seven. Self-knowledge week seven, I believe. (laughs) Okay, very good. Good question.
Next one, how can I get my wrestlers to not feel sorry for themselves in practice? When practice gets tough and when they're wrestling bigger and better kids during practice. Uh, okay, Nathan, so this, this goes along with uh, creating our alter ego. Um, this is, again, a whole other series we have on aggressiveness. We teach wrestlers how to create an alter ego. So when they step into the practice room and they step on the wrestling mat, they're not even themselves anymore. They have a different, they have a different attitude. So maybe their natural personality tends to be a little bit um, just mentally weaker, um, more soft and emotional or whatever it might be. That's okay. Like some of the top athletes are like that. But when you step on the mat, we got to flip that switch. So I would give every guy on the team an alter ego name, you know, with Dominator or, you know, the Tiger, whatever you want to call it. Everyone in the team gets an alter ego name. So when they step out there, they know how to, they know how to pick it up a notch. So that's, that's, and again, that's a very short answer to a, to a long question uh, for the team. There's still definitely time to get these team, uh, these team workshops in. You know, send, us, send us an email over on our, at our website at wrestlingmindset.com. We'd be able to help you out with that for your team. But that's, a, that's, that's a much longer lesson. These are all much longer lessons I'm giving you here. I'm trying to start you off on the right page. Good question. Next. Um, I have one. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we're changing our language. Uh, what would you change words such as uh, uh, this one actually really – like, I hear this all the time by other people. I really try my best not to use it myself. I mean, I, whoops, I slipped again. Uh, I really look to not – I really look to avoid using it. Uh, the words can't. I hear the words I can't, I can't, and I'm, like, stuffing paper in my ear. It's like, you know, I'm, like, trying to block it out. I mean, oh, I keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, can't, can't. – you know, instead, I would just say I can, or I will work on it. Like, like let's say, let's say there's um, oh, what's something that I will say that I quote unquote can't do right now? A front flip. Right now, I, 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 I that could be, that's an example where I could use the word can't, but I won't. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to say, um, I need more work on a front flip. I, I, or not, I need. I, I want to put in more work on a front flip, or to to get better, I'm going to spend to get better on my front flip. I'm going to spend more time on it. So, I mean, again, I don't want you to drive yourself crazy with, with these words. That's not the point of this. <laughs> but um, just being aware of the words we use. Most people aren't even aware of the word choice that they use and how it affects them, how, it, how our word choice adds so much stress, and it, it causes so much fights and arguments in relationships, and it just pollutes our thinking. So you just being aware of, of, of those words, that goes a long way, you know. So if, if, if that helps a little bit. You know, I will – but to, to answer that question more directly, instead of saying can't, say, I will work on it, or I'm going to, or, you know, something along those lines. Just a matter of being creative. You know, and, and some, sometimes what, what I do is, you know, try to try, <laughs> make, make an example of things. And that's, you take out the dictionary, you have the kids open to the word try, tear that page out of the dictionary. They're looking up these words on their phones anyway, these Dictionaries, not that they're not good, but they're they're a little bit they're a little bit old and outdated. But you get buy a cheap dictionary and <laughs> buy a cheap dictionary and just you know tear the page out. Have the kids tear a page out where it says try. Have them tear out the page that say that says can't. You know those little things they do. So sometimes that that'll go a long way. Good, good. So again, to to sum up the whole lesson briefly is that the word choice, the words that we use impact our destiny, our words impact our thoughts, 
Our thoughts impact our behaviors. Our behaviors impact our habits, and our habits impact our destiny. So we want to change it right at the beginning, our word choice, which is the direct link to our thoughts, to transform our mindset. We want to think logically. We want to think rationally. We want to think positively. We want to think proactively. Okay? And, again, this, this prevents a lot of problems, lives to, leads to a happier and more successful life, wrestling career, school, you name it. All right, so again, we thank you all for joining us. Make sure you check out our website, www.wrestlingmindset.com. We have spiritual strength coming up in 25 minutes. Same exact line, so make sure you jump back on for that. Again, be in the total package, spirit, mind, body. We don't settle for mediocrity in school. We don't settle for mediocrity in our wrestling career. Why do we settle for, for mediocrity with our faith and spirituality? That's beyond me. So make sure you jump on that call. We're going to help you out with that. Be the total package. Spirit, mind, body. You're working hard physically in practice. You're doing your mindset training. Some of you are doing your mindset training. Some of you need to make the call and make sure you do one of these one-on-one mindset programs, this 10-day confidence crash course, or have us work with your team. Do that. We're happy to help you. We're happy to take you to the next level. Um, Next week, before we go out to the Olympic Training Center, we will be having our Mindset Monday and Spiritual Strength Conference call. So make sure you tune in then. It will be another Facebook Live. Make sure you call back again at 10 p.m. Eastern time for our spiritual strength conference call. Again, make sure you take take a look at our 10-day confidence crash course, www.wrestlingmindset.com. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Wrestling Mindset. Stay with us next week. Stay with us tonight. We'll see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.